We're here with Jay Armstrong. Um, and what we want to do is try to know him a little bit more, try to understand his background and how he sees the future of the aluminum industry. So Jay, thank you for being here with us. Julio, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Thank you. So Jay, the first thing that I want to ask is how did you get involved in the industry? How did you jump into this industry? Uh, my first job was actually, I was 12 years old and I started cutting grass for U.S. Reduction Company in East Chicago, Indiana. From there, I learned how to work in the lab and would do wet chemistries. Uh, we would uh, literally take us all day We'd get the sample disk and drill and create borings. We'd dissolve it in acid, and then we would titrate different chemistries and count the number of drops until it uh, turned 12. color. Uh, that, that I was actually still underage. I was at 16 and did it on Sundays. And then once I turned 18, I started working in the plant at U.S. Reduction. I worked in the receiving department. I worked in the production department. Uh, we had a residue, a dross milling department I worked. And eventually I started scheduling heats and worked in metal control. Uh, all of this while I was going through college and once out of college, I went into the army. I had planned on going back and going to law school, uh, but but the draft had ended and there was a lot more qualified students for law school than me out there. So I was always on the wait list, but uh, that's when I made the decision, no, I'll do this for a living. And I uh, worked for U.S. Reduction for quite a while as corporate metal controller, coordinated production and purchasing uh, for all seven plants with sales. So it was a good learning experience for me to see sales, manufacturing, freights, purchasing. So it was really, really, uh, they taught me everything about the business. So I- have been involved in several aspects of the industry, not just in one specific job. Right, it was, I really got exposed. Uh, after I left U.S. Reduction, I consulted on my own for a while. Uh, also worked as a, a trader for a couple companies. Uh, had my own company in the rotary area for a while. And then uh, eventually uh, I was hired by uh, Trialco to be president of Trialco in 2000. So. Uh, since then, it's been quite a challenge, but also quite a pleasure. It's a, it's a very fine company, very stable. We make a lot of different alloys. We service the, not only the die casting industry, but the regular permanent mold, sand foundries, and investment casters. Now, now you, you said they were challenging what do you think are those challenges that, challenge that we are facing right now in the industry? And how do you think we can face those and move forward? Because everything is changing right now. 
change, the rate of change is accelerating faster than just change. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I look at, I look at things across my lifetime and some things never change. You have to work, you have to put the time in, you have to learn. Other things such as technology changes faster than we can imagine. I mean, people have no idea. We could have never made spy movies if we had cell phones. You could take a picture of the plans and send them out and call and tell everybody and that would be it. But Being connected here in China in just one second. In one second. Uh, I remember what a big deal it was to get chemical analysis sent over the telephone and have it print out like a fax. It was amazing. You know, we it could look amazing. and see, yeah, instead of writing down a thousand numbers on the phone, it was a future. Now, of course, with emails, it's, it's everything's instantaneous. And, but as far as the challenges, we're going to have to deal with rapidly changing prices. I think that the scarcity of resources is going to be with us for several years and maybe longer. Uh, we have let ourselves, referring to the United States or let's say the, the Americas and North America, we have let ourselves become dependent upon Chinese production of raw materials, refining you look at aluminum, silicon, magnesium, I think aluminum is the lowest and they constitute 50% of primary production is China. Now you look at silicon, in 2020, they produce 70% of all the silicon produced was in China. Magnesium, they are at 85% of the world's production capabilities in magnesium. So now what we're seeing is energy problems. They're having a drought, their hydroelectrics way down. They're trying to cut back on coal burning. All of a sudden, all of these items are in scarce supply. Midwest transaction price goes up four times in a little over a year. What was eight cents is now 34.85 cents. That's what it takes over cash LME to buy aluminum. So we're gonna have to learn how to, uh, in my opinion, the answer is we should learn to use more of our scrap within the United States. It contains the alloying elements. Uh, we should definitely work in the circular society we have to work on lowering our carbon fit footprint. Uh, just like you have up here, we got to learn to use more energy efficient furnaces, yeah. better pumps, better ingot pouring, automation. Yeah. I mean, all of these are going to be answers that the industry has to adapt to meet the challenges we have. Yeah, I totally agree. Our, pers our, our perspective is like, if you don't go green now, you're going to be out of the market because what you need is to understand that the market is moving in that direction, but not just the market, but the world. You need to be like 
in, yeah. in the same side of the world because if not, you won't be there to tell the story. I think aluminum, and I don't know what do you think about it, but some experts said that the aluminum for the 2032 will be more or less, aluminum you will see in the market, 80 to 90% recyclable aluminum, not just primary aluminum. Do you think that is going to happen very fast? I'm not sure how fast it'll happen, but it'll happen. Yeah, it's a reality. It's, it's reality, it's already, more than half of the aluminum made is all recycled at this point. And there's no comparison on the carbon footprint. Uh, you're looking at 20 metric tons to produce, 20 metric tons of carbon is generated to produce one ton of pure aluminum using coal. That number drops down to 10 metric tons of aluminum produced for one ton of aluminum. Well, that's great. If you recycle, it's 0.2 metric tons for one ton. So, you know, the multiple, right. You're, you're, a multiple of 10 would take you to two, a multiple of 100 would take you to 20. So it's literally on carbon generation, a hundred times more efficient to use recycling. Yeah, I'm totally agree. Now, talking about alloys, do you think that we will see like several new alloys in the market now with the, the strength that we are seeing with electrical vehicles and space chips and everything? Uh, we will continue. I think it's the same basic alloys. We're just learning how to make them better and a little different tweaks uh, for structural alloys on die casting, we lower the iron, but increase the manganese, uh, certainly there. We have, uh, at Trialco, have learned to produce very low iron B356.2 with a less than 03 iron. Uh, the foundries and the investment casters have found this worked out very well for them, and it's worth the premium. And we'll just continue to work and offer every new alloy we can find to the public. And it's, it's important to do better and get more. And just, uh, now, uh, just to, to finalize, I want to say thank you for your time. If you can give us, uh, let's say, the young engineers that want to move into this industry, to jump into the, the foundry industry and help the industry to grow some tips. What would be those tips that can help us to understand the industry and help the industry to keep growing and growing and growing? Well, we need to attract more young people and, uh, and I'm certainly open to the idea of more engineers and more metallurgists. I also place high value and working and learning in the factory also. That we can't just all do it with book study. We have to learn how things really work, what we can do to help make it better. And the one advice I would give to everybody in the industry is quality, quality, quality. Gotta make things right. Gotta have standby a quality product 
Make sure that you're producing ingot that's two specification, clean metal, delivered on time, do all of the basic commitments that makes a better business. Totally agree, Jay. Again, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. My El pleasure. gusto is mio. Julio. Thank you so much. Thank no, you so thank much. you.